Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the dodgeball champion himself, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Today, Brandon, we have a very special guest, a returning guest. We have Robin from the Black Case Diaries. How are you doing, Robin? Hey, Robin. I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Pretty great. <laughs> you haven't been with us since uh, the Tale of Badge. Oh my god, that's right. Badge. A classic. Yeah, right. Oh, how you been doing since? Uh, gosh, that was in season five. Yeah, that was back in a couple months August, ago. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was a few months ago. I'm doing okay. Things haven't changed much here in Ohio. It's about everything's about the same as it was before. How are you guys doing? Oh, hanging in there, hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty decent. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> These are all very 2020, 2021 answers here. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. <laughs> doing We're the best alive. we can. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've been coming up with silly questions to ask people and when we have returning guests. And um, I came up with one today that, I mean, I don't know if you're going to want to share it or not, but. I was I was looking, you know, I opened up my computer this morning and I got my program started called Brandon called you. And uh, I noticed that my desktop background is really boring. So I want to know, what are your guys' desktop backgrounds? Unless it's like, you know, inappropriate, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to talk first. So I was like, I was trying to. OK, well, my desktop background is one of our episode covers <laughs> for our show. Oh, nice. Which one? Is it? Uh, the Doctor Who one. Oh. I'm a really big fan of Doctor Who. Yeah. I was going to guess it was the uh, Miyazaki one. The, oh, Because I like that yeah. one a lot that you guys have. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. Honestly, I've had it for a while. I might change it. It's one of my favorite ones. I love that one, and I love the never-ending story one, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so I uh, that's what I have. Uh, so it's got the name of my show on it because I apparently I am pretty conceited. Now I think about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have to think about my show every day. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but but yes, that's what's what I have. What about you, Brandon? Uh, it's pretty boring. I I have a picture of uh one of my favorite video games, Spelunky. Oh yeah, Ooh. that's uh, it's for you. it's been that for years now. Like when I was a kid, changing like the wallpaper and changing icons and stuff. I would just, I would love to do that. Just change the colors of everything in the windows. Yeah. But now I just have this picture that is <laughs> plain enough that the icons are able to be seen clearly. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. You know what? Okay. So mine is literally just like the windows 10, you know, boring, like starter fucking image. But dude, uh, dude. most of the time, like for my laptop, yeah, I had just a, a Politoed on there, which is my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> I remember for for years, you had a picture of Donald Duck as your wallpaper. Yep. Yep. And I don't know why, because you didn't Solid. seem to particularly love Donald Duck. No, it's, <laughs> it was just that picture. I still have that picture as my Steam icon, I think. <laughs> That's perfect. Let me Let me look. Yeah, it's well, it's not the same episode or picture of Donald Duck. It's him like you know marching or whatever. But yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys weren't like, oh, it's nothing. You know, I hear rapid oh. clicking or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we have to show photo evidence or? Yeah, right. uh... yeah send it to me now through email. <laughs> <laughs> so we know you know that we're not lying. I'm. Yeah. So are you guys ready to talk about some Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
Always. Yeah. Okay, nice. So, I'm very excited. We just got done watching the tale of the photo finish. Robin, what did you think of this episode? Well, <laughs> this, I don't, okay, sorry. Okay. I definitely, I was drawn to this episode because photo, and I'm I'm a photographer, so. Oh, yeah, I really definitely. Wanted to see, yeah, I really wanted to see, um, I, I didn't watch these when they were coming out because I was an Are You Afraid of the Dark purist at the time. <laughs> That's okay. A lot of people were. Uh, I mean, I technically yeah. was too, so. Yeah, it was very much like, I'm sorry, a new Midnight Society? <laughs> <laughs> no, no thank you. But yeah, so I, uh, when I watched all these episodes, I really, this one stood out to me, I think, because of the photo stuff, but also, I don't know, there's something special about it. It's quite plain. It's quite a plain episode. Yeah. Not There's not a whole lot of action or like, certainly nothing very iconic <laughs> that happens in it. Agreed, yes. But I would say that it was just kind of fun to watch. So I, you know, I thought it was it was hilarious. I showed it to one of my friends and she got really nervous in the beginning. And she was like, is this one of those ones that ends badly? Uh, I can see that. It, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say what I think in a minute. But yeah, I agree no, okay. totally 100% with what you have to say. Brandon, what did you think about it? I thought it was pretty decent. It's not an extraordinarily like original Mm-hmm. story like nothing it's it's made up of a lot of different themes and things we've seen in other episodes yeah but i think it had some really cool touches some cool effects yes yeah and uh the effects were good in this episode yeah. and a lot yeah. of dutch angles lots of dutch angles <laughs> you know um the the first part of this episode i don't think i like very much it's got this yeah. uh almost racist undertone to it that i don't care for yes yeah. Yeah. I I think I wrote that. I actually wrote that in my notes. I wrote racism yeah. with two question marks. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and it gave mind. me, like at the beginning, it gave me uh, Wisdom Glass vibes too. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I think we should just talk about this thing. Okay. It's photo finish. Yeah. So our episode opens up to Megan saying that that is just not fair. And Vange and Quinn walk behind her with Tucker fucking around with the fire or something. And Vange asks, what's not fair? And Tucker pops up saying, you know that club that I belong to at school? The Ring Club? No. <laughs> and Quinn's all, oh, you mean that snobby club with the jocks and whatnot? And Tucker tells him that it's a service club. Which is exactly what someone would say if they belong to a snobby club. What's a service club? Is that like people that help old people and stuff? It's Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like, did you guys have National Honor Society? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of. I, I would think Clearly it's kind of like that. Of <laughs> you have to. You have to have uh, certain grades, and you have to do a certain amount of service to be in the club. Okay. But once you're in the club, you don't really do anything. Okay. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. It was. Okay. Yeah. So you just get a cool ring. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're we, set. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get a cool ring, but I guess they do. Well, Megan says Andy tried to get in, and they turned him down. And Vange mm-hmm. asks Tucker if he said something. Not not in like a mean way, but like a, you know, helping him out kind of way. Tucker tells him, sure. I told him what a great guy he is and they'd be lucky to have him. Mega says, and they turned him down anyway. She sighs saying <laughs> snobs and walks away. And Tucker warns Vange and Quinn that Andy probably knows about his rejection by now and asks that they don't say anything about it. So they agree. <laughs> and then from behind them pops Andy who says, hey guys. And Vange and Quinn look at each other for a moment, and then they bum rush him with apologies about how he didn't get into the stupid club. <laughs> but Andy tells him it's cool, and then he's not upset. 
And at this point, Tucker and Megan are sitting on the couch. And Megan says, but it's not fair. And Andy tells her that things aren't always fair. And he's got a good story out of it. Oh. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's like David. He's turning his tragedies into stories. <laughs> <laughs> Vange and Quinn go to take their seats. Quinn's saying, if it's about those guys, then it's a horror story. And Tucker oh, tells him. I hope him, so. <laughs> I know, right? That's, they're here to talk about horror <laughs> stories. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Exactly. <laughs> Tucker tells him that they aren't that bad, and Andy sits down with his pregame spiel saying, it's a story about trying to join a club and the different things you can do if you don't get in, which, no, it's not. But you could let it go and move on. You could get mad, or you could get even. And Quinn smiles at that, and Tucker and Megan nod their heads, and Andy grabs a dust saying, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story the tale of the photo finish. You sure you're okay there, Andy? Yeah, right? <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm fine. Anyway, here's a story about a guy who didn't get into a club, and then he murdered them all. I know! Especially was... the one that's his best friend. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, um, I was like, I'd feel, I'd be a little worried about him after this story. Like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay. I don't have any negative feelings toward any of those people. <laughs> here's a story about what would happen if I decided to murder them, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and here's what I'm gonna do to all those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tale opens up, and like I had said earlier, I got these wisdom glass fa- flashbacks because we get this mm. weird ritualistic kind of music, mm-hmm. and some kids with like half masks on and, and like cloaks. <laughs> they're not cloaks. What are they? Yeah, the weirdo cult masquerade yeah, thing. They, it reminded me a little bit of um, Eyes Wide Shut. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had a guest on for Wisdom Glass. We had um, Nick from the Tennis Pod, and he said the same thing about that episode, that it gave him really eyes wide shut vibes. Yeah, it was immediately, I mean, I wrote it down, so I definitely thought that. Because <laughs> they were like, the masks were, they were kind of creepy, very old school kind of masks, and they didn't fully cover their faces for some of them. And Yeah. It was like... I feel like a lot of work went into the masks for this episode, for this one scene. Right? Because, okay, so they do this one scene and then they never wear this shit again. So. Yeah, they're not yeah. used again. <laughs> There's, okay, so this guy, he's walking down like this hall into this room and he's got like a candelabra in his hands and he he walks into this room with a table in the middle of it with just four plates of shit on it. And there's a bunch of other kids. Like, there's a, a lot of other kids. And they're in the same cloak and masks. And it's just weird. It's weird. It's a pretty big group. Pretty big yeah. club, I guess. Because, like, after this whole stuff happens, like, we see them again without their masks on. And there's still a yeah. lot of kids. I don't understand. Yeah. If you got a secret and... club, you can't be inviting every single kid of, like, a school <laughs> into it. That's not the point. Exactly. No, it's not that exclusive. <laughs> just don't be a certain kind of person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The Also... These masks are totally for the audience's benefit because these kids are blindfolded, so Right. Uh, I don't, <laughs> <That's> I don't... <laughs> true. He he holds up the candle to this red lion banner or some shit. He turns around and he says that who dare enter this place must pay the ultimate price. And he the nods his ultimate head. Ultimate price. <laughs> uh, he says something so weird, this guy. He nods his head as the door creaks open and another kid in the same outfit, leads in four other kids that are blindfolded and in plain white shirts. And they walk up to the table as the main guy says that you four are the last, and you must pass the test or suffer the consequences. And he nods again, and and they're kind of like pushed down to the ground a little bit. Like, not, uh, like, they just kneel. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And in front of they're they're now in front of like the four plates of shit. And the leader says that these bowls hold the cold intestines of a wild boar. Which is a great throwback. I wish it would have been brains, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I'm all for wild boar. I mean, we had it in uh, Phantom Cab. It was the wild boar restaurant in Dangerous Soup. I'm mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I like that they they keep that throughout the show. Definitely. He says you must reach inside and grab a handful. So the kids do just that, and they squish it around for a second before mm-hmm. the guy yells at them to eat it. And three of the four kids do eat it, and the fourth mm-hmm. freaks out, and he takes off his blindfold saying, no way, I'm out of here. And he runs out of the room as the cloaked kids laugh at him. They just, like, let him take his blindfold off. Like, isn't that the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that this seems to be very secret of a place, because this school is, like, it has, like, two buildings that we see. In. Right. Um, I'd laugh at him too. Who doesn't know what gelatin smells or feels like? I've... Yeah, this this ends up being like cherry jelly or cherry yeah. uh, jello, but the kids just couldn't handle. They're it. very clear not to say jello. No, that yeah, you're right, right. The lights flick on and the main mask kid flips his mask up, saying in an annoying voice, "Well, I guess he didn't have the guts." Fear was a factor for him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> The three kids stand up and they take off their blindfold and our two main characters say cherry gelatin and the other says delicious. And the <clears throat> cherry flavored gelatin food product. <laughs> <laughs> the third dude uh, that did this thing, he's just silently walked out of the room for some reason. And the main cultist tells our <laughs> heroes that they did a great job and now mm. only one test remains before they can join the Lion Society. Nice. Yeah. After the ultimate test already. Yeah, okay, so... This is the less ultimate test afterward. So they said... uh, The main main guy said uh, that if you don't do this, then you're going to face the ultimate, like, punishment or whatever. The ultimate consequences. So that kid that noped the fuck out of there, (laughs) what's going to happen to him? (laughs) He's going to face... They're going to push him off... Oh, sorry. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) They all walk to another room where there's some punch and stuff and just a bunch of teenage kids... I'm going to, just a bunch of white kids. Um, oh, I yeah. Did, yeah. I didn't look specifically, but was there any other person of color here except for Alex? I I remember the first time I watched this, I did look. <laughs> the second time I wasn't <laughs> as thorough, but I not off. I didn't see any I didn't off the see bat. any either. Our main hero, his name is Alex. He says to his friend Chandler that he almost puked. And Chandler asks if he really thought that they were guts. But Alex tells him, nah, I hate cherry gelatin cute they walk a couple more steps and chandler's all oh man i can't believe we're getting in the lion society we're gonna rule this school you psyched <laughs> and alex Can i be any more excited <laughs> alex is uh kind of apprehensive about it saying that he'll be psyched once they're in and chandler's all what could happen you and i are a team and once we're in the school is never going to be the same and they bump fists which cuts to the main cult kid Whose name is Renfew, by the way? He bangs a gavel down. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, Renfew. <laughs> okay. I don't know if anybody else has named that, but that's fine. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so he looks around saying that you three are all that remains of this year's candidates. And the Lion Society has a long tradition of accepting only the most worthy of students here at Tilling Gas Academy. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? Tilling Gas? <laughs> I think so. They missed an opportunity here to name it the last name of that kid from Frozen Ghost, like John Papuli Toplowski Chillington the mm. 17th. 
Chillington. <laughs> Chillington. Yeah. The other members all clap, and Renfew says, but one test remains, the most difficult of all. The tradition is that before a candidate can join the club, they must pull off a bold prank, a choke, something daring, original, and creative. All the traits of a lion. <laughs> Lions, nature's ultimate pranksters. <laughs> They're so creative. <laughs> yeah. He adds in, oh, and you can't get caught. Good luck. The kids all disperse. Renfew stops Chandler and asks if he can speak with him. And Chandler agrees, and Renfew tells him, congrats, you're in. And Chandler's all, really? That's great, but you gotta see my prank first. And Renfew tells him that he's not worried about a stupid prank and that there is a slight problem in his roommate. And Chandler's all, mm. Alex? Oh, that kid's dope as hell. And Renfew tells him <laughs> that this cult doesn't feel like he's lying material. And frankly, mm. they didn't think he'd get this far. And this uh. is like the problem I have with this episode. Because like I said, these are all just white kids and Alex is like the only person of color and they don't want him yeah. into his club. And that is, that's not great. Yeah, it doesn't look good. They say that's not the reason, but do do they ever say that's the reason? They never say anything about race. It's more of, yeah. I think they they blame it on the fact that he like didn't come from a wealthy family and all of these other people yeah. did. Yeah, I wrote racism and then I wrote, yeah. oh, classism. Either but, way, it's stupid. Yeah. Like, I hate it. I don't like it. I hate that. I also feel bad for that third kid that got in. <laughs> that yeah, they just as far. <laughs> yeah, he's not in the episode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just no, gone. It's that guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> you see him in the background playing a prank. You know, um, suddenly all the frogs are free from biology or something. Right. Um, it was so weird that he pulls him aside and is like, "Oh, your prank doesn't matter." Yes. Why do yeah. that? I thought that was extremely weird. I agree. I thought it was weird to go through the whole spiel about, you know, you've got to do these pranks. When it's three people, mm -hmm. one of which he doesn't care about the prank, the other one's not getting in anyway. So mm -hmm. it's just for this one guy. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to do this prank. Right. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like the whole, the whole pageantry, the whole thing is gone now. Because it's like, oh, the prank doesn't matter. We've already decided who's coming in, who's in and who's not. So stupid. And it's just kind of like. But why, yeah. even if you're going to do that, why tell the kid? Why would you tell him? <laughs> I don't but know, because honestly, <laughs> it's the stupidest part of the episode. Because, like, he does the prank later, and it's the basis of the story. So why did they do, why did they decide to be like, yeah, you don't have to do the prank. And he was just like, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. I know. I can't believe he does it anyway. That was the thing that really got me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you don't have to put your entire educational career on the line. He just told you. Why are you doing but it can anyway? can I? <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Well, Chandler looks at this kid annoyingly because he's annoying. And he says mm -hmm. that he's on, that Alex is on the honor roll. He's an athlete and he's the best. But Renfrew doesn't give a shit, saying that this isn't a discussion. And he tells really great horror stories. <laughs> he told this one about a fortune cookie that will knock your socks off. <laughs> he's really good at killing animals, too. <laughs> oh but God. Renfrew tells him that you're in and he's out. And he adds, if Chandler doesn't like it, that he's out, too. Don't be an idiot. And he goes to walk away, but turns back around saying, oh, and could you be a lamb and tell him yourself? I think it'd be easier coming from you. And Chandler kind of angrily shakes his head and that we cut. But, you know, I've been talking about these characters for a couple of scenes now. Do you guys ready to see who these people are? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of characters in this episode that were named like kid number three or, you know, security guard. So I kept the security guard in because he has a cool thing about him, but that's for later. But for now, we got three characters. 
We have Alex. He's played by Robin Weeks in his last acting credit. Oh. How many things was he in? He was also in The Magic School Bus in one episode. He was in two episodes of Goosebumps, an episode of Tales from the Crypt Keeper, which is a children's show that they made from Tales from the Crypt. I don't <laughs> I don't think that's an appropriate children's material, but this guy was also in something called The Adventures of Dudley the Dragon, which I didn't look up. Usually when I, when I see a weird name of a show like that, I like to look up at least the trailer of it, but I didn't do it for that one. Chandler is played by Patrick Thomas, who we last saw as Tommy from The Tale of the Gruesome Gourmets. Mm. Yeah. We covered him in that episode, but he was also in Goosebumps and something called Vampire High, so yay. He's a Goosebumps kid. Robert Crooks plays Renfew, and he's been in some standard Canadian things, like more than these kids. He was in X-Men Days of Future Past, he was in Tales from the NeverEnding Story, and he also did some voices in video games like Splinter Cell, Far Cry 3, and For Honor. Huh. But that's it for now. We'll get to more characters a little later. Back in the episode, we're outside, and Alex and Chandler are walking. And Alex is saying, maybe I'll send out some sort of bogus email declaring some sort of school holiday. Or, uh, oh, I know. I'll put something in the school paper. Yeah. Lizards in biology lab lost in sewers. Be careful where you sit. Yeesh. He wouldn't have made it in anyway, based on these prank ideas <laughs> that almost could have been a um uh throwback yes. to hatching almost that's what i thought too i heard that and i immediately thought hatching because it's kind of the same setting they're in i mean mm-hmm. it's not a boarding school it's like this um i don't know academy or something yeah this boarding is, school yeah i think they're both boarding schools aren't they because they oh. in this one they definitely yeah. have a dorm room oh, and then okay. the other one it's kind of like a boarding school, but against their will. It wasn't anywhere near as magical as Harry Potter, so mm. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's boys only. Oh. You gotta be co-ed for all the magic. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, and the lizard eggs. Yeah, you either get Harry <laughs> Potter helps. or lizard eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you're eating fucking infinite food from the Great Hall, or you're eating sponge. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i know which one i would end up in probably so then he asks chandler what he's gonna do and chandler's all uh i was thinking of swiping the painting from the hall of headmasters and hanging it up in the detention board and alex thinks that shit is awesome and it's gonna be great (laughs) why is that a good prank (laughs) but sorry it's not but chandler drops the bomb saying that they don't want him like it's it's very abrupt Yeah. yeah Yeah, he basically cuts him off. Like, they don't want he you. <laughs> what a friend. <laughs> Alex turns around saying, what? And Chandler explains that Renfew told him that you're out. And Alex wonders why. That's where the race comes in. Hmm. Yeah. And Chandler tells him that he don't know. Alex looks at him for a second and, and then he says, yeah, you do. Because I'm a scholarship kid, not from some rich society family. And Chandler shrugs saying, sorry, man. And Alex asks him what he's going to do. Chandler looks around for a few seconds and then says, my grandfather was lying and my father was too. I can't quit. And Alex just says, oh, well, so much for the team. And he walks away. And that's that scene. So now we cut over to the Hall of Headmasters, I guess, because that's what they call it. It's a fucking library. But Chandler is sneaking in through an open window, even though he knows that he doesn't have to do this prank. So him doing it makes no sense at all. Yeah. But it progresses the story, so eh, whatever. We get some sneaking around music, and we watch this kid look around, 
until he spots the painting that he wants to swipe. And he walks up to it. Well, at least I thought at the time it was a painting he wanted to swipe. It's not. But he walks up to it and he looks right into the eyes until he gets frightened by a clock bonging, so to speak. I'm going to I'm gonna go back to room for right here. The clock bonged. <laughs> and uh, it scared yeah. him. <laughs> I made fun of it back then, but you know what? It's the right term. So, boom. Yeah, it is. Bong. He, he walks away from the painting and the painting's face, like pushes out of the picture for a moment yeah why okay so i actually watched this episode twice Mm -hmm. the first time i watched it i was like why the fuck did that just happen because i was like oh it's gonna be like a ghost guy of this a ghost of this guy or something right yeah but i think what it is um so you can hear a camera click right and Chandler whips around to look at it and look at the painting. So I think what happened is that, oh. uh, spoilers, there's a ghost inside of a painting that's behind this painting of this headmaster. And <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. he he clicked his camera to try and, like, take his picture. I don't know if he thought, if, if like, he heard Chandler or something. He was oh. trying to get him. And I think, like, the magic of the camera made the picture bubble. Okay. That's what sure. I'm going to I'll accept with. that. That's the only yeah. thing I could think of. Because, like... This character, this ghost in there, his name is Jasper. He can't get out, like, at all. Right. He doesn't get out of the painting no. at all. So that's the only thing I could think is that he was trying to use his camera to get Chandler. And so maybe the picture just bubbles, like, every once in a while when there's people in the right. library. I don't when know. people walk by and no one's ever... Nobody notices? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The bubble effect, which I didn't think looked bad, by the way. I thought it um, was passable. Yeah. Positively decent. Yeah. <laughs> So Chandler, you know, that happens and he looks and he sees a different painting and he goes to grab it. But that first painting clicks again, if you listen, and then it falls mm-hmm. to the ground and it sets off a blaring alarm. <laughs> this is yeah, some a painting falling security. off the wall sets off the alarms, but <laughs> breaking in through a window, that's just fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. It's, You're it, allowed to uh, be there. You're just not allowed to steal the paintings. Only the paintings, though. You can steal other stuff. Right, right. <laughs> the, like the books, who cares? But this yeah. <laughs> ugly painting like the alarm is just annoying it's one of those ones that's just like ugh, constantly annoying so chandler runs to the knockdown painting and he picks it up and he races out the window right before a security guard runs into the room yelling wait stop we zip over to the dorm and we see chandler run down the hallway and we cut into his room where alex is clipping his toenails the fuck <laughs> yeah probably a better way to transition to different scenes <laughs> they're like you have to be doing something he's like oh you know what <laughs> my, my nails do need a trim i guess i better do <laughs> what a weird thing like it's a very it seems to be like a very are you afraid of the dark thing to have silly stuff like that but it's just weird still i don't know <laughs> chandler runs into the door with the painting saying i'm dead meat and alex doesn't give him much notice though saying like i thought you were gonna hang out on the detention board and chandler's mm. all a guard showed up i had to bolt out in the hallway an old man and a different security guard walks in and the old guy tells him to check every room and find that painting. Right. Um, is the old man, uh, Felix Barish or whatever? Is that who it is? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. The guard starts banging on doors saying, you know, campus security, open up. And Alex, who was looking down the hall, yells at Chandler that he's coming. And we look over and Chandler is attempting to push this painting under his bed. But the bed is like a twin. It might even be smaller than a twin. And the painting is much bigger than the bed. So he cannot fit that under there. 
Alex opens up the closet, telling him to try in there, but they open it up, and it's just chock full of shit. Like, it is- Yeah. <laughs> it does a great representation of, like, how small dormitories are for, like, college kids and stuff, because- Yeah. There's no room for anything. So they attempt to smash this painting into this closet, but it doesn't fit, <laughs> and the security guard starts banging on their door, and Chandler doesn't know what to do, and Alex tells them to hold on, that they'll hide the painting, and that- And then he looks down, and he peels away the painting- of uh, the headmaster and he says whoa because there's a black and white picture of a house behind the painting Mm -hmm. which isn't really woe worthy to me but no (laughs) it makes i mean yeah it's a totally normal thing that people do all the time they'll just recover photos and (laughs) it it, (laughs) it's not like that special but you know (laughs) the painting of the headmaster is on like the thinnest looking paper ever yes so the guard bangs more on the door and chandler yells just a minute and alex looks down at the picture out of the frame and tells chandler to roll it up so he does and he puts it into their closet i they that's the last we ever see of that picture so it's just rolled up (laughs) in their closet it's not important anymore (laughs) yeah yeah alex looks around they just have that and then he hangs up the picture of the house on their bulletin board which looks very unnatural (laughs) (laughs) yeah it looks like it was just put there a few seconds ago it's this ornate frame (laughs) Like this really fancy, big, ornate image, and then a dorm room. Like there's nothing yeah. really on the walls <laughs> except cork boards. <laughs> yeah, it puts it right on a cork board. And the interesting yeah. thing, too, is like they don't change the frame out or anything. It's the same frame that the one that the headmaster yes. was in. So what are you doing, children? Like, <laughs> Yeah, if yeah. the professor was like there with the guard, he would recognize it immediately. Yeah, which why wasn't why wasn't he? With the guard. Maybe he's just really slow. He's an old, <laughs> large man. I don't know. I guess that's true. I love that they were forcefully searching rooms, but they were still waiting for everyone to open the door. No one had <laughs> <Yeah>. keys. <laughs> Nobody yes. was just breaking in. They were just like... Because <laughs> they were like, give us a minute. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to say, though, guys, my favorite part... Well, it's not my favorite, but like... Chandler goes and opens the door, and and walks the security guard, and he asks, "What's the hubba?" <laughs> it's, it's back. That's not your favorite part. It's back. <laughs> Robin, uh, is that a thing people say? Hubba. Oh, the hubbub. Um. Hubba is not the thing. No, hubbub. No. Is. Hubba is a type of bubble gum. That's um, what I said. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Hubbub is usually what the word, but I also after 1944, no, I don't think anyone ever says hubbub. No, it's not even hubbub. It's hubba. <laughs> yeah. What's the hubba? Because I made that mistake in Misfortune Cookie. I thought Teresa said, "What's all the hubbub?" Because like that's right. what you because might that's say. That's a thing that exists. But no, <laughs> yeah. in Misfortune Cookie. She goes to her family and she says, what's all the hubba? And <laughs> I lost my mind when I found out. I have to look. Is this episode written by the same person? Oh. Because maybe they just don't know the saying and like no one corrected them. Oh my gosh. I love it. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your secret club member. Thank you for taking a listen to our show today. Whether this is your first episode or you've been listening since the beginning, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. 
If you're looking to support the show, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. We have multiple tiers, each with their own rewards, like early access to full-length episodes, bonus quick fright horror movie reviews, bloopers, book readings, and more. Brandon and I just recorded an all-new segment, and I can't wait to reveal it. Our tiers start as low as $1 a month, and everything earned goes right back into the show to make it the best that it can be. I'd like to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, and Tristan, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Kaylee, and Jerilyn, the Golden Day Days, Bryce, Faith, Angela, and Sarah, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Evelyn, and Matt. Thank you for your support, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. Looking for more laughs? Give us a follow on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Private Island Presents. Every week we make memes, gifts, and so much more to complement our show. We create all new abridged episodes every week where we condense an entire episode into one joke-filled minute. So check it out and enjoy. Every week we watch full-length episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark live on Instagram, so be sure to follow us and check our stories for times. For a quick link to all of our social media pages, the YouTube page, and more, check out the link in our episode description. You can also join our Discord server and chat with us there, or join our Facebook fan page. Another easy way to help support us is giving us a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. It's quick, easy, and helps us show up on the charts. You can also give us a shout-out on social media or tell a friend about our show. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. For now, I'll let you get back to the show. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye! says that he's doing a room search and he looks over the room and he whips his head to look at alex who acts super sus but whatever yeah the guard looks at the picture of the house alex asks him if there's something wrong and the guy tells him nah and then he points at chandler saying like he dramatically points at chandler for like a second and then he says sorry to bother you and then he leaves (laughs) and the the boys sigh in relief chandler closes the door and is all oh man i could have gotten expelled for that Thanks, man. And Alex tells him, no problem. Anything to get you into the Lion Society. And he walks away. Mm. And Chandler looks at the painting to see a child, to see a kid sitting in a chair on the porch of this house. Yeah. Now, I was going to delete this guy. So I wanted to talk about that security guard for just a second. I was going to delete him, but his name is Jonathan Stark, and he did a voice in Diablo 2, which is amazing. Mm. I loved the game Diablo 2. Um, he was in the expansion. He voiced, if you're familiar with it, uh, he voiced Quail Keck and the Ancients, which are like uh, an Act 5 boss, which I thought was pretty sweet. I'm a Diablo 2 kid, so <laughs> just had to throw that in there. Yeah. All right. So after that shit, it's dark out now. I mean, it's darker, I guess. And Alex gets woken by the sound of a door opening and he calls out Chandler. And we look over at Chandler, who is sleeping in his bed. So Alex hunkers back down to get some more sleep, and he hears the door, which is what I'm going to do in a little bit, I was going to say. <laughs> and he <laughs> hears the door opening again and asks, what was that? And Chandler sleepily asks, what was what? And Alex is all, I hear a... Uh... But then he's interrupted by that noise again. So he stands up, and he turns on the light, and he looks at the black and white picture, because that's what you would do, right? Yeah, sure. right. 
that is a weird thing that he does. But I do want to say that Chandler is being very authentic here because this is exactly how my roommate would have reacted. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, he's not even <laughs> opening his eyes at this. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. My roommate would have been like, did you really turn on the light? <laughs> like, this dorm is very small. If a door's creaking yeah. open, it's either going to be the fucking closet or it's going to be their front door. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be the picture in the picture frame <laughs> <laughs> on your cork board. <laughs> <laughs> So he looks up in there. He looks up in that black and white picture saying, hey, wasn't there a guy in this picture? And Chandler asks why. And Alex tells him that he's not there anymore. And we see that the rocking chair is empty. And Chandler kind of gets up now saying, well, maybe he wasn't there in the first place. Go to sleep. Alex doesn't go to sleep, though. He asks, what about that creaking noise? So Chandler sighs saying, I don't know, the closet. So Alex opens it up. He checks it out, but it doesn't creak. So he decides to go out into the hall. He walks out of the room and down the hallway, and he hears a door creak, and he looks behind him. And inside the room, Chandler hears it too, and he gets up out of his bed, and he's looking at the picture. On the porch is that kid again, and Chandler quietly calls for Alex. And then we cut over to Alex walking down the hallway. He turns a corner, and he bumps into Renfew in a bathing cap and like a brush in his hand, who says, Quiet, you'll wake the dead. <laughs> With Chandler, he calls for Alex again, so Alex runs down the hallway and back into their room, and Chandler tells him that it's the guy in the picture. He's back. And then we hear a click, and Chandler turns black and white and gets sucked into the picture. Yeah. I was thinking at this point that maybe uh, that was just a different picture behind the other picture of the house, (laughs) and it's like post-it notes, and you just tear off each picture, (laughs) and it's different every time. Oh. That would be cool. The end. That'd be cool. (laughs) Yeah. I liked the use of angles in this scene. It was like a Are You Afraid of the Dark staple where if someone walks down a hallway, the camera has got to t- like just basically almost go upside down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed that t- on my second watching that it's one- this is when the camera tilted. And I didn't know if that's because like it was subtly indicating that the like, shit's going to get real. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I... It's because yeah. reality's tilted, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that is the spookiest angle. I don't know if you guys knew that. Dutch people are horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Chandler just got sucked into this picture and Alex yells, Chandler. And he looks at the picture to see that the kid on the porch is smiling with like an old timey camera. And Alex then runs out of the room yelling for help, which is like, you know, that's what I would do. Brandon, if you got sucked in a picture, I'd be like, oh, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. He's in the hallway, and Renfew pops out of his dorm asking what Alex's problem is. And Alex walks back into his room saying that Chandler got sucked into the picture, and Renfew has a couple of other kids with him now. He's got, like, two kids mm-hmm. with him. And he says, what? And Alex tries telling him that the kid in the picture has a... But he looks, and the kid is gone from the porch again. And Alex is all, but he's gone. He was on the porch, and he had a camera, and there were sounds like creaking. And Renfew gets extra shitty with this kid saying, you know, the Lion Society doesn't want you. And Alex is all, yeah, but and Renfew tells him not to bother pulling off a prank. Good night. And Alex tries to argue, but he gets, I said, good nighted, which just shuts him down. (laughs) But I'm not April fooling around. (laughs) (laughs) The kids walk out of the room and Alex takes another look at the painting before we fade into a new scene. Now we're back in the chairman hall or whatever the hell I called it. I don't know. It's a library, and some old lady is talking to Alex about how the portrait of Headmaster Brothman was done in the 1940s and hung right here until last night when it was stolen. Hmm. And Alex asks her if there was something under the portrait, and the lady asks, like what? And Alex is all, 
wool, nothing. And he goes to walk away. <laughs> and the lady tells him if he wants more information to go check the old yearbooks. If the picture got stolen the night before and some kid walk up to me and I was an employee and they were like, hey, can I find out some more information about this painting that got stolen? Like secret things about being really close to it. I'd be like, hmm, I'm launching an investigation. Is it worth any money? <laughs> <laughs> Alex tells this old lady thanks and he walks away. But we see this old fat guy peek around the corner at him. <laughs> The best peak ever. Just like a whole, <laughs> full quarter peak, you know, like a Disney Channel original TV show. Just, yeah, <laughs> it's there. super cheesy. I loved it. We follow Alex to a dark corner where he's looking at a yearbook from 1944. And we see the picture of that headmaster that um, Chandler stole. And he turns the pages and he turns the page to the Lion Society of 1944, saying that he bets they were a bunch of jerks back then, too, which was a really great comment. Yeah. <laughs> he got him. <laughs> got him. He flips a couple more pages until he lands on the camera club where he stops on a picture of Jasper Davis, who looks just like the kid that was sitting on the rocking chair from that picture of the house. I think he's wearing the same clothes and everything. Yes, I, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And the book says Jasper Davis lived from 1929 to 1944. And we see that old fat guy start to creep up on Alex, who <laughs> looks around a little bit because this fat guy isn't silent. He like he's trying to be stealthy, but clearly it's, it's not like, working. Ur, ur, yeah. ur, ur. <laughs> but but yet it's he still sneaks up on Alex. He really could have just walked up to him. Hello. I heard you were asking about the painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have all the answers to the mysteries you're investigating. Yeah. <laughs> Alex looks over at a shelf and he pulls out a couple of books and he looks through like the hole, but no one's there until suddenly an old fat guy pops and just pops his face into it. <laughs> into the hole where the books were. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks Alex if he has it. And Alex sighs saying, oh, Professor Barish. And Barish asks him if he's got the photo. And Alex walks away asking, what photo? Barsh is all, the one behind the painting. Now, don't be coy with me. Alex, if you have it, you tell me. And Alex tells him that he doesn't have it, and he goes to walk away, but Barsh stops him by asking where Chandler is. And Alex turns around saying, you won't believe me. But Barsh is all, he's in the photo, isn't he? And Alex wonders aloud how he knew, and Barsh is all, because my friend is in there too. And that's that scene. Okay, let's meet a couple more people, though. Professor Felix Barish is played by the late Victor Knight, which uh, is a pretty sweet name. Victor Knight. Uh, yeah, he's a Victor and a Knight. That's pretty sweet. He lived to be 96. Good job, Victor. Wow. We last saw this guy as someone named Mr. Olshack in Long Ago Locket, which must have been a teacher or something. I don't know. No. Is that the guy in the antique shop? Yes, oh, maybe it is. I yes. don't often lend my books. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It yeah. is. I, oh. I I thought teacher, but then I was like, no, wait, the only one that was there was that one that was, like, sexually active yeah, towards... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Will Friedle. Yeah, Will Friedle. <laughs> um, he also played in Scanners, which was that movie with that awesome head explosion. And wow. He was in Scanners 2, which probably has a less awesome head explosion. <laughs> and, probably. Um, he was in some yeah. other stuff, too. <laughs> Jasper Davis is played by Andrew Craig who hasn't had a credited role since 2011, where he did a voice in Bakugan. Oh. All right. And I, I know we haven't got to watch this guy act at all yet, but he's kind of delightful, in my opinion. He's a character. 
Yeah, I really feel like he could have done more like character roles because he was. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's a pretty good character actor. We cut over to some other room, I guess. I don't know where they're at. And Barish is telling Alex about how he and Jasper came to Tillinghurst the same year and that they were best friends. Barish joined the Lion Society and got Jasper the job of taking the official photograph. That's us. And he stops and there's a picture of the uh, Lion Society from 1944 up on the mantle. Why that particular Lion Society? Why did they get, why are they mantle fame? Like... I don't know if he's implying that they were the first, because oh. from the story... Is like, this Barish's office that they're in? Maybe. I don't know and where he's just at. proud of that photo? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that... But there's other kids around. Like, this seems to be some sort of, like, not library yet study area. Hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, like, common area of the... Hmm. I don't Maybe know. he was like, meet me at the, at the photo of the original Lion Society or something. <laughs> Meet me at the photo I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he says that that's a stuffy-looking crew, though, and Alex tells him that not much has changed, and Barish concurs. Mm-hmm. He goes on with the story, saying that the members decided to play a prank, telling Jasper that they wanted him to join the club. And Alex pipes up, saying, "But he wasn't lying material, right?" Barish says, "No, of course." Jasper was thrilled. He thought he was finally going to fit in. But he wasn't, and when they told him they had no intention of accepting him, he got upset and he ran off. But the boys wouldn't stop. They chased after him, made fun of his clothes and the way he spoke. Oh, it was inexcusable. What an arrogant group of fools. Alex asks what happened, and Barish tells him that Jasper ended up running on top of the roof. There was a terrible accident, and Jasper fell and died. He then says that the clubhouse was moved across campus to this building right here, And about a month later, the photo mysteriously appeared on the wall. And that very same night, Mr. Barish saw two boys pulled into it. And Alex gets excited and says, yeah, like Chandler. But no one believes me. (laughs) Well, apparently nobody believed Mr. Barish either. And Barish says that he didn't know what to do. So he hid the picture behind the portrait of Broffman, hoping (laughs) one day he'd have enough courage to find out what happened. And Alex asks what they're supposed to do. But Barish says that he didn't know. And they can't let that photo get anyone else. (laughs) Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Here we go. (laughs) So many thoughts. All right. First of all. Yeah. What? So he saw people get sucked into the photo. This man, this man knows where the original clubhouse is in the photo. And he never, he was just like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to cover this up. And, but it's, but it's really important that it never happens to anybody else. Right. So. They have this whole conversation and the scene just ends and they don't make a plan. There's no plan. No. They don't. They they have they come up with nothing. They're like, hey, wow, gee, it'd be really, really good if like this never happened to anybody else. And that's it. They don't have they, they, they don't come up with anything. And this guy knew about this for so many years, so many years, and he did nothing. The other yeah, thing. Decades. The, the other thing, though. Okay, so clearly this has weighed heavy on this man's life. So much so that he has <sighs> devoted his. Okay, give me. Give me. Give me How a, heavy did it weigh on him, really? We'll talk about that in a little bit. But. Okay. They, the story wants us to believe that this has led, like, to his life decision of working at the fucking Tillinghurst, right? Okay. Right. Like he is devoted to this like he's a professor now. This changed his life to be a professor mm-hmm. and making sure that nobody else gets sucked into the feigning by I don't yeah. know, hiding it and being like a protector over it. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's what it wants us to, to believe. Could have destroyed it. Could have tried to. I mean, he didn't even have to hang it up in the wall, guys. Guys, he could have put it in a closet somewhere. <laughs> he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> there was no reason. Hey, we already for him seen that there's this. no room in closets for patients. <laughs> <laughs> but. He's he's very concerned about this photo taking anybody else because it already took like two of his friends, right? And he mm-hmm. says right here that he was hoping to find the courage to find out what happened to these guys. He is he wants to save these kids that got sucked into the picture. That's the takeaway from this, and I think we should remember that. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the dorm room and we see Renfew knocking on Alex and Chandler's door. And Alex asks what he's doing, and Renfew annoyingly says that he's looking for Chandler. <laughs> Alex tells him he's not, that Chandler's not there, and he opens up the door to his room, and Renfew walks in too, and Alex looks at him asking, Did I invite you in? And that part gave me a <laughs> chuckle. That was a, good, that was a good one. That part yeah. made me laugh out loud. <laughs> he got one. <laughs> so nonchalant about his you know, best friend being sucked into a painting that- I know! I know! <laughs> Renfew ignores that like you would expect him to, and he says, Listen, Alex, about the Lion Society, you wouldn't have been happy with us, trust me. And Alex tells him, Whatever, get the fuck out. But Renfew notices the picture <laughs> of the house, and he touches it, saying, Where'd you get this old thing? And Alex tells him to get away from it, but, you know, Renfew doesn't do that. And he's like, I know this. It's the old Lion Society clubhouse. And then we get a look at the picture and we see Jasper's out front with his fucking camera. Chandler tells him that it's from the old part of campus. Then points saying, look, there's even a kid on the porch. And Alex tells him not to look, but Renfew does anyway. And the camera clicks to life and Renfew becomes black and white and he gets sucked into the painting. And Alex freaks freaks out a little (laughs) bit and then snaps to it saying the old part of campus. And he, okay, this part's great. He grabs the picture. He looks into it. He pulls it away and he's in front of the old house. And uh, yeah, I, I love that, that awesome. transition. I'm a sucker for cuts like that. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love that, that was a good transition. Alex walks up to the old house, which mm-hmm. let's be honest, probably would have been torn down, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a house that no one, apparently, no one ever goes into. Not even maintenance. Mm-mm. But there's yes. no boards on the windows. There's no. There's nothing keeping anybody out. And also at the same time, uh, again, Felix apparently never visited this house well, um in the course of 60 theory. years I got a oh, okay <laughs> i i agree with you but like this totally would have been torn down they stopped using mm-hmm. this club out for clubhouse for the lion society like uh 60 years ago so this would be gone yeah. but alex has got a blanket over the painting but he still does Smart. have it in his hands he opens up the door and he walks in and turns black and white which was a cool effect i mean it was a simple yes. but yeah i cool. like that and then he takes a step, couple of steps and looks at a blank picture frame on the wall and then he passes another. But um, so what I think happened here is that he gets transported to the ghost house specifically because he has the painting in his hand. Because nobody else, mm-hmm. like the idea that nobody's been in this building for, you know, 60 years or whatever, that's not feasible. I mean, I, I would assume that uh, Felix Barish has been back in this house. I mean, they've used it for something. But I think what the key was is that he had the painting in his arms when he walked through the oh, door. Oh, that's what interesting. Okay, so you think he's in a different version of this house, like a different because dimension? Because he had the painting when he walked in. Well, he's in the he's in the painting. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so as long as he's in the house holding the painting, anyone can just walk in and yeah. also be in the painting. I think it like opened up the doorway to it. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. That's what right. I am going to sure. stretch to. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's a good theory. Also, I mean, I'm still not, I'm still frustrated with Felix for not even trying it, though. Like, not even bringing oh, yeah. the painting yeah, there. Definitely. Not even, yeah. It was pathetic, but, let's be honest. It's absurd. It's been 50 years and he's done nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he really cared. Like, also, I'll, I want to point out, just from a, a photo perspective, uh, nothing in this has any any like real bearing on photography. Like, there's absolutely none of it makes any sense. Except yeah. uh, the photos on the wall are black mm-hmm. before the photos are taken instead of being white, which I thought was really, it was a nice detail. It was really cool because... Obviously, film, when it's not exposed, it's going to be black. Right, Because yeah. the, the photo right. itself is light. Yeah. So it's kind of, I thought that was really nice. That was a nice, uh, very real detail. Everything else, no. <laughs> I um, Unbelievable. Except at the very end, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Alex walks further into the house, and he opens up a double-doored room, and he looks and sees the portrait of two kids on the mantle, mm-hmm. who looked like they didn't want to get their picture taken. <laughs> Alex kind of yeah. mess at that, and then he looks over and he sees Chandler's picture, and then he sees Renfrew's picture, and they they too look, you know, like if they got their hands up, like ah oh, fuck, you know, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the corner pops Jasper with his camera, yelling, "Welcome to my club!" And Alex is all Jasper Davis, but you're and Jasper finishes that saying, "Dead? Yeah, I know. Ouch." And in his voice, his voice has this kind of echoey effect. Mm, yeah. I thought his voice was odd. It wasn't what I imagined his voice would sound like. Yeah. I was a bit thrown off. He's just, to me, sounded and acted like an old man, but he yes. was in a child's body. Yeah, he really, I don't know why, but really reminded me of Mickey Rooney. Like, if Mickey Ro- like if old Mickey Rooney was transported into, like, a young body. <laughs> I love this kid. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he does a good job. Jasper says, they rejected me, you know, and then they killed me right outside. Well, you're not so high and mighty now, are you, lions? And Alex Mm. asks where they are, and Jasper says, right there, in the pictures, and that's where they're going to stay forever. Alex tries to tell this vengeful ghost that he simply fell off the building and it was all an accident. But Jasper counters with, was it? If only they'd let me into their stupid club, I never would have fallen. But no, I wasn't good enough. I didn't dress like them. I didn't have lots of money. Well, I got the last laugh, didn't I? Because I took some of them with me. Now it's your turn. And Jasper's about to snap Alex's pick when out pops Barish, who yells, Jasper, leave him alone. How did he know? How did he know that Alex was there? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. He just finally gained the courage. What a coincidence. (laughs) Jasper twirls his camera around, which I love. He's got this camera on like this mobile tripod. It's great. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, Felix, is that you? And Barish says, yeah. And Jasper tells them, you got old. (laughs) (laughs) And then he looks over at Alex saying, Felix was my friend, but it was more important for him to be a lion. He chased me on the roof with all the others. Barish tries to tell him, no, that he came to help. But Jasper ignores that, saying, then he covered up my picture for all those years. I was all alone. And Barish tells Alex that he has to stop him because he was going to take more pictures of the lions. And Jasper smiles, saying, you're right, I was. And now I've got a prime spot saved just for you, old buddy. And we look over and we see a blank picture frame with the name Felix Barrich under it. (laughs) I like he has this. He's just like infinite power. He can just summon things. And it's interesting. Yeah, this is a a very interesting uh, concept villain that we have here. Being a ghost is great when you're in Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
Yeah. <laughs> Jasper lifts up the air pressure bulb thing, right? Mm-hmm. We'll take the picture. And Barish pleads for him not to do it. And Jasper tells him, welcome to my world, Felix, as Alex screams, stop it. And he tries to tackle Jasper, but phases right through him. Jasper laughs a little, saying, looks like that won't work. Smile for the birdie. And Felix Barish screams, and he gets his picture taken. He gets sucked into the camera. And then mm-hmm. he appears in the picture frame on the wall with his name under it. And Jasper swirls the camera over, saying, your turn to Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he prepares the shutter. Like, they, they zoom in on him when he's, you know, getting ready to take the photo. Yeah. And I loved that, too, because that's exactly how that camera would do it. That's cool. I wondered that. Yeah, I don't know why he would be using that camera in the 40s, but if he was in camera club, I guess maybe he was an enthusiast, so he'd be using, like, an old, old camera. The... The right. magic of this camera is that the flash bulb seems to be infinite. Uh, flashes usually of that era would explode. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 Usually, like that, just in that camera, because that's why people would have like flash cubes and stuff on like later cameras. Because usually a flash would only happen like once or twice. Yeah. Um, mm. You would, depending on like you know how many flashes you had, you know what I mean. So you, so obviously that's magic. Um, <laughs> yeah. The film It's one of his many ghost powers. Yes, exactly. The film is magic <laughs> because he doesn't have to change any cartridges or anything or um you know, he's he he would probably only get one uh one exposure per. <laughs> so, you know, like uh, so all of that is magical, which, you know, that's fine. He's a ghost and yeah. he has the ability to conjure things. I feel like maybe they had that in mind, but they didn't want to bog down like kids with <laughs> Hold on, Alex. I just got to change all my filters. <laughs> you imagine? He just, has to stop. he just has to stop. What if it was? Oh, man. If only he was digital. If he had a digital camera, he would have been a way more He would have been sucking kids up left and right. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. It's like a machine gun. <laughs> Bears wouldn't have been able to put the fucking painting over uh, him. Like if the painting updated with time and he just got better and better cameras. <laughs> <laughs> So Alex runs over to a table and he lifts it up using it as cover, which was a pretty great idea. Jasper tells him, oh, come on, it doesn't hurt. And Alex looks out the little window and he sees something that kind of looks like the blanket that the picture is mm-hmm. covering. It's like plaid, like the blanket that he has over yeah. the picture, which he still has in his hands somehow. I didn't see him with it when he tackled Jasper, but I wasn't looking yeah. for him. I don't know. Might have been a little bit of a... Maybe it was on the floor, and when he went to the floor or whatever, he just grabbed it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Jasper rolls the camera over as Alex pulls the blanket off the picture, and we see him looking in through the window from the window. And Smart. Jasper sets That's his, cool. It is, yeah. I loved it. Jasper sets his camera up as Alex is trying to figure out what's going on, and it's a really cool effect of seeing Alex through the window moving as he moves the painting. Super yeah. cool. This is probably my favorite part of the episode. Jasper takes a picture of the mm-hmm. table and it sucks it into the camera and that table appears in one of the empty picture frames. Yeah. It was a really <laughs> cool detail. I like that. It made sense. So without cover, Alex politely asks Jasper not to do this. But Jasper's all, sorry, you're going to be part of my club now. So Alex kind of glares at him and then says, okay, okay. But if I'm going to be stuck on that wall forever, I at least want to look good. And Jasper moves in closer saying, all my photographs look good. <laughs> I'm an excellent <laughs> photographer. <laughs> he is. <laughs> He's really good at getting pictures of screaming people. <laughs> it was also, such a funny line. 
they're all very well exposed photos. So yeah. he knows his exposures. Alex is all, yeah, sure. I want a good close-up. Get in real nice and close. He gave me uh, fire ghost vibes for a second there. Yeah. yeah. Do anything, but don't take my picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So Jasper does just that. He gets real close saying, say cheese. And he goes to click the photo, but Alex holds up the painting of the house. Mm-hmm. And we look in the window to see Jasper's face outside of the house. So... Uh, the way this works is like he lifted up the photo for Jasper to take a picture inside the tiny window of the painting, which is of himself because the window is looking in at him. So he takes a picture of himself somehow that way. <laughs> okay. Here's how I wrote it in my notes. Okay. Alex points the picture at the camera, which makes Jasper in the picture, which puts Jasper in the picture, in the picture, in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's explains it perfectly i gotta Ooh. say like it's some it it's cool i thought it was very unique yeah, it makes and, sense when you watch it yeah yeah when i first watched it i didn't expect what was gonna happen i was kind of confused about what he was gonna do so w- when that lined up i was like oh okay yeah all right it was quick thinking like the writing on that idea of because like you know that they had that idea for the ending like, this mm-hmm. is what I want to do. And then they made the story around that. And yeah, I think just, it's like, a solid backward. point to make a story out of. Like, what a great yeah. idea. I've never seen it before. Yeah, it's cool. So when Jasper takes a picture of himself, he ends up appearing on the wall in one of the empty pictures. And Alex looks at it for a moment. And then he walks over to the camera and he opens it up. And the pictures right. on the wall start to shine, which extends into the rest of the house. And Alex runs. He runs out of there just in time. And he lifts the picture of the house up, and it fades to white. So they also added in a little bubble effect, too, mm-hmm. kind of showing showing you, like, the film kind of deteriorating or just, like, being damaged. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of nice, because basically they don't explain it to the kids watching, um, which I thought was cool that, you know, kind of they're letting kids just kind of come, you know, realize what's ha- what really happened, like, he exposed the film to light, which destroyed all the photos. Yeah. We then hear Chandler say, hey, Alex. And Alex looks over to see Chandler and Felix Barish standing there. And Chandler yes. tells him, nice shot. And Alex asks if they're all right. And Barish tells him that they are now and it's all thanks to him. And Alex gets serious asking, hey, what about those other guys from 44? Mm-hmm. And Barish mm-hmm whose entire life was devoted to saving his trapped friends, says, well, let's hope they're in a better place along with Jasper. I can <laughs> not. <laughs> first of all, first of all, why oh would they be God. dead? They I didn't age in the photos. They wouldn't. They, there's no reason that they would be dead. There was right. no, I, I don't understand. No one else aged. What? You know, it didn't kill them. <laughs> And it's only been, guys, it's only been like 40 years or 50 years or so. Like, oh Felix God. is still alive. Even if they did age in the photos, these guys wouldn't necessarily be dead. Why right. would they be dead? I don't know, but I love it. It doesn't make any it. sense, and he doesn't care at all. <laughs> That's huh? my favorite He's just part. Like, well, you know, whatever, I guess. <laughs> they got like, faced in different alive. parts of you know, the United em. States. He's just like, eh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> he says he wishes that he could be angry at Jasper, but he's just sad. 
And it's like, dude, he's a fucking murderous ghost. <sighs> yeah. Out pops Renfew saying, good show, Alex. And he puts his arm around his shoulder saying, I believe we made a mistake. Welcome to the Lion Society. You're in. And Alex pulls his arms away saying, tell you what. You Lion Society geeks have fun telling each other that you're better than everyone else, and I hang out with people that have better things to do. And he walks over to Chandler and an old school teacher while Renfew's all, you can't be serious. Oh, and then he says, Chandler, convince the boy. And Chandler's all, oh, what? That he should hang around with a group of loser snobs? I don't think so. I'm out, too. And Barish giggles. But your grandfather, your father, (laughs) your legacy. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. He doesn't care about that shit anymore. (laughs) Barish giggles saying that he should have said that years ago, too. And the boys bump fists. And Chandler says that he's got to return the picture of the headmaster. And Alex hands him the blank frame saying, come on. And they walk away. And Renfew begs for them not to leave him behind. And that's the end of the episode. So Renfew doesn't seem confused. Upset. Um, no, doesn't has he's acting like he has complete knowledge of what just happened. Uh, he's not even there's there's no concern from him. So I, I'm wondering if they could see what was happening while they were in their pictures. I think so, because Chandler tells Alex that he did like a nice shot. So it, it yeah. kind of implies that he watched him, you know, pulled up the picture and man figure out. How that to- so that means is... that those, those guys from 44 or whatever were just sitting and watching for 50 years <laughs> yeah. and then they were like oh shit we're finally getting out oh <laughs> dead, <laughs> we're dead. <laughs> and their and their friend was just like oh well i hope they're in a better place now <laughs> <laughs> when he said that he was just like oh well i was laughing so much <laughs> you old ass motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, Felix is pretty he's frustrating and he's the worst like I just I couldn't <laughs> <laughs> he is the worst <laughs> what, an, what an asshole <laughs> yeah. like, who cares he I'm was alive so quick to be like what guys oh oh, oh yeah ah, I feel cares? like he's a very guilty guy because I feel like the only reason he hunted down Alex and was like do you have it is because he felt guilty but yeah. not like I, I feel like that was it like because it's the only redeeming thing that he did was that he was like, oh, I guess now is a good time to figure out how to, like, you know, stop this from happening. But besides covering it with the thinnest paper of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no wonder that shit bubbled out from a click of a camera. Back at the Midnight Society, Tucker and Megan think that shit was dope. Vance thinks it was yeah. creepy, and Quinn asks him if he's going to get even at that club. But Andy's all, nah, that's not <laughs> So me. are you going to murder them? They ask. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out, they let me in. And Andy pulls up this ring as proof. And Megan thinks that's great, and Andy explains it's all because of Tucker, that he really fought for him. And when they still said no, he quit. And Megan turns to Tucker saying, really? You quit for Andy? And Tucker Aww. nods, and Vance tells him that's awesome. Tucker confusingly says, but they changed their minds? And Andy's all, well, since you quit, there was an extra spot in the club, so... Tucker stands up saying, so you took my place? And Andy kind of smiles, and Tucker's, Tucker yells, oh, I'm, I'm going to get those guys. And he runs away, and Andy laughs, and Megan asks if he really took Tucker's spot. And Andy laughs again, saying, no, I just like seeing him go all snaky like that. He's still in, and so am I. And the gang all giggles. Quinn dumps the water on the fire. They all leave, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, It's a great prank, Andy. I can see how you got in the club. (laughs) 
much better than that lizard prank that you know Alex came up with. I is Tucker still going to be in the club though? Because he's going to go get those guys. Yeah, so. he's going to fucking bash their brains in. But um. <laughs> he's going to go and confront them and be like, they're going to be like, okay, you know what? Now we're not letting you in the club because <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're a little unhinged. So this episode, I feel like it gives you a, a very clear moral, but uh, what do you guys think it is? What do you think the moral of the story is? I think it's don't scream people off of roofs. Oh, yeah, that's probably it. Because I was thinking, like, <laughs> it might be something about don't dismiss people yeah, that are that's different from you. Is. Right. But, I mean, I, I feel like that was probably their, like, their real moral. But also, yeah. I, what I really got out of it was that, like, don't join clubs. Yeah, they're that the was... worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. They're cults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're cults. They do hazing. Hazing's not cool. I mean, someone I... could have reported that. I think it's illegal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it might not have been at the time, but. Yeah, that's true. Shortly after this episode came out, they reevaluated hazing and they said, nope. <laughs> it was this episode. <laughs> they just said, this changed everything. <laughs> yeah. I I think that it's very obviously like you know be there for your friend because like if phoenix felix had been there for jasper like he wouldn't have died if he would have said Mm -hmm. okay you're not gonna accept my friend you're gonna haze him and be an asshole to him like i'm not gonna be part of your club and right he never would have died those kids from 1944 wouldn't get wouldn't have gotten killed like everything would have been fine yeah so the tale of the photo finish that name doesn't really have a lot to do with this episode I thought this was going to be like a, you know, Bostick at the 600. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Something with a race. A race. I mean, yeah. and the episode literally ends with, a, you know, finishes with a photo. But mm-hmm. I think we could come up with a better name than the tale of the photo finish. How about the tale of the cherry gelatin? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. There's uh, the tale of Felix the failure. <laughs> I like that. what a life <laughs> do you guys remember that what a life on disney channel yeah i there do we go. Remember felix's that. what a life is just him sitting at the boarding school until they give him a job <laughs> <laughs> um the tale of uh the vengeful spirit maybe mm, yeah um yeah, the tale of the photo phantom. Oh, that would be way better. Yeah. I'd take that. <laughs> I love the alliteration. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that's all I got. <laughs> there was a lot of other things they could have called it, for sure. Well, Brandon, are you ready to find out what we got next up on this yes. podcast that we're going to talk about? Okay. What is it? Up next, we have the tale of the last dance. Oh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a romantic story. It does. I wonder if it's like C-17, whatever that This is called. a prom queen kind of story. I think it is, too. Have you seen this one, Robin? I think so. Okay. But I I, <laughs> I would probably have to read the description to remember, because I watched them all at once, and uh, they all kind of bled together for me. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you. Um, yeah. So, The Tale of the Last Dance. Uh, do you think, I mean, I think it's going to be, obviously, Megan. You know, I don't see yeah, anybody this else. This is a Megan story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd be very surprised if it was anyone else. And I think it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be prom queen shit. It's going to be a uh, school mm-hmm. dance, maybe a ghost. Yeah. Maybe, oh, it's going to be like, it's going to be like a uh, prom queen meets dark dragon. It's going to be like a hideous <laughs> ghost that Ooh. nobody wants to dance oh, wow. with. Don't set your sights too high. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just, uh, you know, I just don't want you to get let down. That's all. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Robin. I really appreciate you coming back on. We had a lot of fun. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm always worried I'm going to let you guys down. So. Oh, pshaw. Whew. But uh, yeah, let's talk about Black Case Diaries for a second because you guys got okay. just got done doing your winter episodes, um, like yeah. the seasonal holiday stuff, and that was great. I loved it. Oh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> you just had a recent episode. I know this is going to be out a couple of weeks later, so you'll have another recent episode. But you had oh, a recent yeah. episode about uh, movie sequels, right? Yeah. Yep, we sure did. We did it last year where we the first episode of the year was about sequels, and so we were like, let's just do that again. I love so. It. Yeah, we did. This one was a, a fun one. It was a concept episode. Was what we call episodes that aren't about one movie um, or person. So it what it was was that uh, we each picked a movie that was a box office bomb, and then we imagined a sequel that we thought would fix or save the first movie. Oh, that sounds awesome! That's great. Yeah. I haven't listened to this episode yet, but I probably will on Monday. I go back <laughs> to work. Well, I hope you like it. You know, if you hate it, don't let me know. I won't. <laughs> I also won't hate it, so <laughs> you're, good, you're good both ways. Yeah, so it was that was a fun one to do. It was I love those ones, and we yeah. After when this airs, we're gonna do we're doing one on Robin Williams next, oh, and then cool. we are actually doing an episode about the Bionicle movie, The Mask of Light, which is it's gonna be an interesting episode because. Wow. I forgot all about Bionicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our co-host Adam is the biggest Bionicle fan. Brandon's so... brother was a Bionicle fan. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so into it, and so we were like, you know, let's do let's do an episode that you know it's you're teaching us stuff because a lot of the time we're teaching Adam stuff. So yeah, we we flipped the script for this one, something that neither Marcy or I have ever seen. We know absolutely nothing about it, so. That's going to awesome. be really interesting. I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to your last dance episode now. Actually, I'm pretty excited. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just to recap, uh, Last Dance has an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. The episode we just pretty watched high. had a 9.0, I think. Yeah. Huh. Okay. When you, when you guys asked me what I wanted to do, I did flip through the scores, and I was like, whoa, that was pretty high. <laughs> That's the one I want. It's going to be the all-star standout of the season. <laughs> Oh. oh gosh it was either that or the stone maiden that was a classic oh my God, one stone maiden. what a what a ride that was <laughs> <laughs> like 20 fucking characters in that episode oh god yeah well thanks again robin i really appreciate yeah. you spending some time with us where can people yeah. find you on the internet i know you got a fancy website yeah we do which is blackcasediaries.com you know yeah. i mean all the links should be there so and i'll put a link in the much... description too so people can check it out oh thank you yeah. yeah, we're pretty much on every platform, I think. So, um, yeah. you can search us. That's pretty easy. But yeah, our website we've got all of the all the links there. If you're looking, trying to figure out how to, how to find <laughs> us, so it's just blackcasediaries.com, right? <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Like I said, I'll put a link in the description. You guys should check it out. A lot of fun. Lots of nostalgia. Oh, thanks. It's great Aww. stuff. I love it. Oh, thank you. I love your show too. Oh my god, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no problem uh, well, thanks for having me we've been recording for just about two hours now which is about my limit so yeah <laughs> i've been up all night i'm probably gonna head back to sleep after this not really yeah. though you know, my ha- my whole family's up now so oh i'm sorry no 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 it'll be no it's fine <laughs> but i think uh i think we're out of here 
So uh, All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Did I invite you in?